0: Thank you for choosing Boomers with Beverages, the top-ranked podcast among people who rank this podcast at the top. Let's all pour a beverage and have some fun.
1: We are the Boomers with Beverages. Thank you again for being here. The reason why we are the Boomers with Beverages is because one of the unique aspects of the show, besides four incredibly talented. Comic individuals here on the microphone. Oh, we got other people coming? Uh, potentially. Right, okay. Potentially. They are, they are on the guest list. All right. I'll let you know as soon as we start bringing them in. <laughs>
0: the Amazon guy's at the door. Why don't we just let him in and get on a mic?
1: <laughs> I hope he is. What did he bring me? I hope something mm. good. A microphone. My <laughs> beverage today actually came from Amazon, so that's kind of cool. Uh-huh. But we are boomers with beverages because every podcast, we will all be imbibing in a unique beverage of... Mm. Different varieties from uh, that'll run the gamut. They're not always going to be alcoholic. Uh, mine today is uh, one I found by accident because one, one of my boys is uh, uh, involved big time with the hospitality biz in Indianapolis and uh, works at a couple of venues downtown Indy. And he kind of, in a way, got me hooked on this. But I, I, I found this because he was talking about drinking coconut water. He's a fan of it. Uh, you, gotta, you definitely have to have a taste for it. I have to have something a little bit different. So this is Vita Coco's coconut water, but it's peach mango. This Ooh. is phenomenal. If you ever try it, co- and this is good for you because the, the the ingredients, the sugars, and things like that, minimal on mm. these things. Fantastic. So I highly recommend it. But I highly recommend that you get it via Amazon because it's so incredibly cheap there compared to what your grocery store charges. So this is good stuff. Artie, what do you have? Today? Hold on, hold on. Um, I, I need. I, uh, your Apple Watch is telling you it's time to stand. What does that mean? Uh, get my ass up! Okay, but I'm not All going right. to. All it, right, you, you it are defying your Apple Watch. It's it's part of the Apple Watch. It alerts you to things. I it see. tells you to do certain things. Because t- right now it's saying, Jim, ignore Dan. Uh, so Artie, uh... <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> you, would you like to know what my Apple <laughs> what, Watch what are you says? Drinking, I right? think I'd rather <clears throat> not know. <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, oh, this is the Mitchners. Mitchers. Mitchers. Michters. M- 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 Micters, Micters. This oh. is Mitchers. What is it? Rye. Rye? Mickers Rye. US 1. Normally, I'm a bourbon drinker, but um, Dan okay. talked about this a lot and says this is just. And this you is know, so the what is this? Tests. It's wonderful. What is this? It's Wh- a whiskey? rye.
1: Rye. It's a whiskey. Rye whiskey. Yeah. whiskey. Rye, that's rye whiskey. Like, that was a, yeah. That's the. My apologies. It's just, yeah, it's a slightly
2: mm. different formulation. Mm. From you have to kind of bourbon. help the non drinker
1: in the room with some of that information. It's so good you can't gargle it. Do, Do you normally know gargle That's a thing. Yeah, here.
0: I'll. This is, this is me gargling bourbon. There. Now, that's bourbon.
1: You <laughs> know, is, I don't this know. Is we're, this is wrong. Seriously, what other podcast can you get this? I mean, you, you, you know, we offer <laughs> you unique cannot. a unique perspective on so many so things. what's the highlight of the second podcast, Jim? Well, already gargled. Ah, mm-hmm. I want another one. Will right, well, you go get another one? And Pete's You're gonna talk about to get yourself. another one. Pete's going to
3: talk about the beverage he has. Today. Uh today I am drinking uh spin sparkling water Ooh. unsweetened with just a splash of lemon. Big baby. Big fan of the spindrift. It's like sparkling water and
2: fruit juice. And mm-hmm. that's all there is. And it's so good.
1: I can't get over the sparkling water part of it though, the the fr- the fizz and stuff like that.
2: You don't you don't go for the don't like the fizz? Try gargling they, that.
1: There's so many different flavors I want to try, but I've I've had other sparkling water. Maybe the problem is I haven't had the right one. You,
2: yeah, yeah. Like Lacroix is, I can yeah, never taste the flavors the in Lacroix. I've, I've tried, yeah, that. But and that's the difference with Spindrift is that you can actually taste it. the okay, you know, the raspberry tastes like raspberry, the lemon tastes like lemon.
1: Yeah, always about finding something new, and that's
3: Lacroix <laughs> La- La- La is at the bottom end of the sparkly beverages, probably.
2: Yeah, okay. it's yes, and again, some someone else will not be sponsoring us clearly. No, nah, but, but
1: that's we we have plenty of other options. We're, with we're weeding them out quickly. And Artie gargling, whatever he's gargling. Oh. Uh, or, uh, Dan, what do you have?
2: I am actually like Artie. I I am with the uh, Michters rye, which uh, was interesting. Uh, I, so went to get it today, and at the uh, a shall I say? Well, it was at the Kroger's at 116th Street. They have it in a locked cabinet. No oh way. Yeah. They, I mean, it's it's not the most expensive liquor they have, but By for some reason they put now. in a yeah. So I asked some, you know, skinny, redheaded kid, can you, you know, get this for me? He goes, Well, oh, go get this. And nobody could find the key. So I'm standing there. <laughs> I want to buy a 45 bottle, $45 bottle of whiskey. And they're like, all right, I'll have the key. And they're like, Eric, the wine steward, can you come to, you know. <laughs> and I'm there for steward. like 10. Yeah, they got a wine steward at Kroger. At Kroger. Who knew <laughs> that? Wow. But nobody's got the key. And I'm like, you know what? You tell Eric that I'm moving on. And Man. so I went to you know, to my Kroger at 79th and Fall Creek, and guess what?
3: They had it and the key and the key and the they key. Have a, they so have a yes, there. keep yep. your
2: yeah, One Hundred Sixteenth Street Kroger, find your keys. And they Forty should have
3: f- given you a discount for your trouble. You'd think they would.
1: But, You'd think you know, they would. Was that a decent price for that? Or, or is home. that high? It's a it's a decent price. That for is this. a decent price. Yeah. Okay. Because I know having being kind of like a newbie with a lot of this stuff, and I'll look at things and I'll ask people. But when you talk to somebody that's an aficionado of a certain beverage they'll let you know yeah that's that's a good price or that's too high well because you get your who's a
2: pappy winkles which you got to enter a lottery to buy that and even then it's like 140
0: dollars a bottle i have a question yes sir has jim have you ever had bourbon no i mean ever ever swilled a bourbon never never Uh -uh. Uh -uh. really no you should
1: i will yeah i mean that's kind of the point of the show is i definitely will and i will definitely record it because we are going, please do, and, and show it to my wife, Karen, because she'll be like, oh my God, what have you done to him? What have you done to him? Look, yes. Sooner or later, whiskey's going to get you. One of the that's things right. we're going to do here soon is we're going to be on location, because that's one thing we, we want to yes. set up, a uh, couple different spots that we're looking at. Maybe to do, a bar? To do the podcast, mm-hmm. but we do have to just give uh, a big thanks to, to Dan and Susie, because the, they are allowing us to use their high-tech mm-hmm. home Mm-hmm. For our initial podcast, and uh, wires everywhere. It's a beautiful home.
2: Everywhere, everywhere. And that, and yeah, so,
1: so the dogs barking, the lawnmowers, the all the sounds. I
2: did. I, sound. I, I. I. Somebody, I, flushed, the somebody <laughs> flushed the toilet. I did turn the clock off for this one. I, I oh. we, we will not get the clock ringing like we did the first. If our, you listen to uh, podcast
1: one, which we su- c- kind of call the inaugural podcast, even though it's kind of the well yeah the fifth inaugural the fifth inaugural. <laughs> yeah, you, you've heard the Westminster Overture, which is a very cool clock. It's the classic it's a, clock that has yes. in your home, but Dan has disabled it, and uh, hopefully you don't forget to do that because you're going to be missing that. That's right. You get used to it. You don't even yeah. you don't even hear it, do you? Yeah, aren't probably won't be able to, to sleep if, they, there, if the clock isn't yeah.
2: dinging every 15 minutes. I probably won't be able to sleep. Aren't there words to that
0: tone? What Does the tone? Westminster? Yeah, yeah. There aren't there words. I figured you would know. It's your. It's just it's a your, song. Your no, yeah, I think it's just a. It, it's just. It's from the, yeah, the Westminster Chapel in okay. London. Yeah, that was right.
2: the, the bell pattern that they... Are you
1: going to write lyrics
0: for it? I, I would like to. Sure. I think that's something. Shot. We ought to have a contest. Well,
2: th- there are lyrics to the Andy Griffith theme song. I know that. The Fishing Hole. Yeah, the Fishing Hole. Yeah. That's great. And yeah. to also fission. to the... I think uh, Gene Roddenberry wrote lyrics to the uh, Star
1: Trek theme. Oh, Just really? so he can get a piece of... That. That. Every time it plays, he gets a... Well, that makes sense. That (laughs) makes sense. Absolutely. You're listening to uh, Boomers with Beverages. I'm Jim Burrows, along with Artie Widgery, Pete Molina, and Dan Davis. We really appreciate you finding us and uh, hope you enjoy what you're listening to and hope you pass it along to all the other podcast fans out there. There's there's a lot of podcasts. I'll give you that. But we're trying Mm -hmm. to do something a little bit different here as we hope to appeal to a a little bit of an older audience, 50 and up. And and we're going to appeal to all ages, truthfully, with the subject matter we're going to do because we're not going to get... To, uh Into the into the weeds with subject matter that that might really just kind of separate R- us. Let that us way. hope not. Yeah. yeah, I mean there may be some subjects because you know we're gonna we're gonna go off and discuss health, fitness, certain things, and, and, and my and crampy music, my crampy <laughs> legs. Yeah, Artie's it, a big it, 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 because we're it's
2: all over fifty-five, we'll be talking health issues. Yeah, already. Yes. Unfortunately, is,
1: is nursing an injury. He attempted to blend a drink, I mean, let uh, and hurt himself. Let's was, talk about our medication. <laughs> yeah. What exactly did? Let's you, talk
2: about the Kroger pharmacy.
0: What exactly did you do to cause the cramp? I was bending over, screwing a uh, screwing oh, screws. Oh, oh. Stop. Stop. I, don't I don't want to know. know. screwing screws into wood oh, you know, into to make wood. this planter box, which I failed miserably Lord with. You know, every tried to? Uh, anyway, it's 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 something that's not uh, on my f- uh, top of mind awareness right now. I don't yeah. want to think about not it fun. anymore. That's usually that's grass. usually
1: you need to drink mm. more water. You need to drink. You need to yep. hydrate. Yep, that and this. You get those cramps. That and gatorade. Yep. The kids, yeah. the kids
2: these days say it's pickle juice. If you get cramps, you drink pickle juice. Pickle juice. That, it's true. That's true. What About yeah. beetle juice. Yeah. Beetle that, juice would be good. Don't yeah. th- just only don't don't say it that third time. Mm. Because yeah, be uh, suddenly, twice, <laughs> suddenly an often overlooked Michael Keaton movie will uh, appear. Uh, for the, there are
1: people out there that probably want to ask us questions. I, I know it sounds like you guys are like looking at me like, no, they're, are, no, they're not. Like, why they are, they're, are you doing this they podcast? They ask <laughs> us questions. But it, just in case you do, and I hope you do, and I think over time people will, because we will become your resource. We'll become the older Google, like the 50 and up Google. When we The gargle. The gargle. Oh, <laughs> Yes. The three of us will Google, and Artie will gargle. How's that? Is that working, Artie? This is my drink for the day. Gargle it for Trouble me. Trouble is, in like 15, 20 years down the road, here we're still doing this podcast. Artie will be gargling, and we won't realize he's dying.
2: Artie, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's <laughs> a fine line between gargle and death rattle. Yeah, from what I understand. So <laughs> <laughs> please, please keep it. You know, so we understand you're okay. <laughs> we will not be able to capture
2: that transition: gargle to death rattle. We, you know, we may preserve it for all time in podcast in the podcast universe. Would be a heck of a show. All right, well,
1: let's not cross that bridge. Yes, we need it, him around it, at least for thirty more years. So Well, until we get our first paid sponsor at the very and it least. could be twenty nine years,
2: but
1: at least we'll have one good year already.
0: Ninety what? Ninety ninety-six. Oh god.
1: Wow. Maybe more than that. I cannot wait to see you pushing hundred. I can't either. We want to I'm, make sure I need that to push uh, something. You know what he'll be talking about? I was screwing this box in my porch. <laughs> Like okay, Artie, you gotta quit. You gotta quit doing that. I have a bit of good news though, because I was just talking about people asking us questions. Mm-hmm. You can. We have yep. an email, and uh, props to Dan because being early on in this process with Boomers with Beverages, Dan's been putting together our social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to build a website, and uh, we have an email, and that email yes. Dan is B W B. Hit that pause, kind of <laughs> frighten <laughs> me for a second. I, I oh got to <laughs> <laughs> He only set it up, you know. I <laughs> only.
2: B-W-B at boomerswithbeverages.com. Excellent. Excellent. You mean we have to spell it out? You have to spell it out. Okay. And yes, be careful because uh, yeah, I've got a friend who's got a, a photographer in Carmel and he's got a website and gets people's email addresses. Like he said, there's a few of them. The same person keeps logging in to look at the pictures he's got up and they misspell their email every time. Oh boy.
1: Oh boy. <laughs> Is
2: there any... So, our email, yeah, boomerswithbeverages.com, B-W-B, boomerswithbeverages.com.
1: Yeah, it is is important to get it right. It is important to get it right. How do you spell
2: that? I'm sorry. Well, it kind
1: of reminds me the very first time I remember an, an internet story making headlines on Indianapolis TV. This is late 90s. Why this story stands out in my mind still to this day. Well, you'll understand why, just because of what happened. Channel 6 was doing a story about this mom and her daughter. Who were new to the internet. Of course, back then, everybody was pretty much new to the Mm -hmm. internet. A lot of people weren't even having anything to do with the internet yet. But they were discussing how there's that other side to the internet that you have to be very leery of. Mm -hmm. And this mom and daughter, along with the the dad, and I think they had a couple other kids, had a pretty good-sized house, and they had horses. And the mom thought it'd be fun to get on the internet and see what information was available about horses. And she went to a site back then, I won't give the dot end of it, but it was I Love Horses. And she, innocently enough, thought it was a, a site to do with raising horses. Equine. 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 Uh, <clears throat> it had uh, something to do with horses, <laughs> but it was riding them in a very different way. So uh, this was the news story on Channel 6, and I'm like, Wow. Well, you, that's a similar
0: thing happened to me when I was go, trying to go to the sporting goods store, Dick's Sporting Goods. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did not know that there, it was dicksportinggoods.com. Sporting dot com. Yeah. And my mom wanted to know how to go get Tom a bat. I want to get him a bat. I want to get him a good bat. Sure. I want to go online. I said, I'm trying to find, you know, Dick's Sporting Goods. I said, go,
1: go to Dick's dot com. See what you find. So <laughs> she did. And that's
0: exactly what she found. Dick's
1: dot com. It's incredible how quickly it got, you know, that, that was then. the Ooh. dark side to it. Did she bookmark Wait, that page? Yeah, it doesn't take long. Yeah, well, there's a yeah. there's
2: a movie out there. I forget what it's called. I think it's called The Middleman. But the fact that you can do credit card transactions on the internet, you know, Amazon and all mm. that stuff, that started with the porn industry. Yeah, that these wow. you had all these porn sites coming up, and they wanted people to be able to, you know, pay per view or whatever. And so it was for that that somebody wrote the code, which is still used today. That enables you to do credit card transactions. Use your visa or MasterCard. Yeah.
1: Or like, I was really happy when they started to accept Kohl's, because that's all I exactly. had at yeah. the time. Kohl's? My Kohl's card. <laughs> that was. Oh, see, I thought you were that. talking about, you know, fossil fuels, but... No. no. <laughs> you got to no. spell your words when you say them. K-O-H-L-S. K-O-H-L-S. I bought not, by Penny's. Okay,
2: now I got
1: it. Somebody it was it's the only thing that, that most recently hasn't been bought by Elon Musk. Well, so. Penny's is going to grab it. Penny's is that? grabbing it. Yeah, they already are. Changing. Well, they got to have some stores that are making money. Changing it to J.C. Kohl's. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully that's not going to cause them any trouble, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, it's been a rough go for them lately, but uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping those folks that are joining us here on podcast number two of Boomers with Beverages had a chance to listen to podcast one, because we will kind of do some uh, bridge to each podcast if there's some subject matter that leads us to the topics we want to discuss. And in podcast one, we introduced ourselves to everybody, talked mm-hmm. a little bit about our backgrounds, and I want to get to the comedy background for all of us. And one of the things we did in Podcast One, which was a lot of fun, is we talked about a variety of different venues that used to be in the Indianapolis area, which is where we are doing our podcast in Mm -hmm. Indianapolis. A lot of venues that used to be entertainment venues, music, jazz, Mm -hmm. you name the music, uh, and they're gone. They're long gone. And Mm -hmm. the history that is gone with them, unless somebody out there, and I think there are some books out there that you can grab that have some history- you know, mm-hmm. to them about those locations, but somebody really needs to do that type of a story about the, the entertainment venues because people yeah. would be amazed at the talent, the people that have performed here mm-hmm. that you have no idea as you're driving down Washington Street and you see this very obscure building that might even just be abandoned that at one time was a hot spot. Yeah, or you even go to Broad Ripple, you know, and you, you think about some of the the venues that used to be there and. I say this to my wife Karen all the time, and if I ever had the money to put a marker where this uh, this place was near and dear to all of us, I I would totally do it because I think it's well deserving. Because I always think of how crazy all these thousands and thousands of people that drive up to the retail area that folks here in Indianapolis know as Keystone at the Crossing, Mm -hmm. and they drive by this restaurant called Mimi's Blue Meatballs, and they have zero idea of the history that used to occupy that place in the form of Crackers Comedy Club. They have no idea. I mean, at one point, it was Restoration Hardware, but when they redid their building, the rest, they put the food court there. You know, because Crackers used to sit right there on mm-hmm. that corner at Keystone at the Crossing. Now, I know yep. Crackers had other, that had a, one other location prior to that site. Is that yes, correct? Yes, in Broad Ripple. In Broad Ripple.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But, at, the Vogue. Okay. but at Keystone at the Crossing, it's just, y- you know, Letterman, Leno, you name the yeah. names in comedy, everybody played. At Cracker's Comedy Club, and that includes the four of us. Mm -hmm. It may not have been the first place we did comedy, but it was eventually our home club. Oh yeah, legendary. Our place on the comedy circuit. Yeah, our place uh, designed, created uh, by Jim Schliebner. Rest in peace, Jim He Passed away uh, last summer, but uh, his vision for Mm -hmm. this comedy club was uh, was beyond unique. Because at this point, you you had to go to New York or LA to find something like this. Whether it was the Comedy Store in L.A. or you go out to New York and it's what, Dangerfields? What were the big clubs in New York? It, yeah. I mean, there were only oh, just catch, a handful. Catch a Rising Star. Yeah, mm-hmm, there were just yeah. a handful at that point. But, but Crackers to the Midwest was the groundbreaker. Yeah.
3: And when it debuted, um, I don't know if it was the very first, but certainly one of the very few comedy clubs that was actually built from the ground up yeah. as, a, as a stand-up comedy club. Virtually every other place around the country was converted from a bar, concert hall, something along those lines. And the thought that went into this, the acoustics, the fact that there was a recording area up up front where people would go in there and record all their shows, Mm -hmm. uh, the way it was set out, the stage. I mean, it was meticulously designed for comedy. And as a result, I mean, every comic, when, when the word got out about this, about how great it was, Every comic wanted to play that mm-hmm. room from you know, you know, was it Seinfeld, yep. Leno, uh, Dave Coulier. You you just go down the list, virtually everybody that our audience is is familiar with mm-hmm. uh in terms of being a famous comic probably oh, went yeah. through that room.
0: Well the thing that I loved more than anything about it was you could see everybody. Yeah. As long as you if you looked, you could see the entire room and the entire room can see you. Yeah. And that's the way Jim designed it. He mm-hmm. wanted yeah. to make sure the sight lines were absolutely perfect no yeah. matter where you were seated yeah. no poles,
2: no poles. Of, you know. yeah. it,
1: my only my only thing i always wish they would have done but then i realized there was a reason why they didn't and it's because even the improv did it this way is entering through the audience cr- coming up through the audience sometimes mm-hmm. to be a bit of a challenge yeah so i always thought it would have been cool to have like a false wall and there was a door in the back so you could stand at like kind of like a waiting area and then come out that way but You know, then I look at all the other clubs. That's how it was done. Yeah. I mean, even the headliner walked through. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. think people like that aspect of it. Yeah. Well, for me, it was always walking, entering through the
2: audience was never an issue. But there were some shows that I would have preferred not to exit
1: through (laughs) the audience. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there used to be, there there was just a couple of stairs that went up to the stage. And I know there are occasions, you did this, I did this, maybe you guys as well. When When you emceed at the end of the show, you had to wait till the crowd left anyway. Yeah. You couldn't leave. You know, yeah. or if you did, you're you know you're going to be stopped a million and one times. And mm. thankfully, the vast majority of times it was people that just wanted to say thanks, had a yeah. great time. It wasn't some somebody being mean or belligerent or anything. You usually had great great crowds, which was always yeah. and, and and the crowds at Crackers always bought me cocktails. Mm. I don't think I ever had to pay
0: for a cocktail at Crackers because mm. the crowd always just you know send up a couple of drinks. What yeah. was cool
1: too for a while there is it it had a, a bar next door that mm-hmm. was kind of like the after show bar. And that became a real popular hangout with, uh, with musicians and performers from uh, what back then yeah. was Deer Creek. They yeah. would get a lot of uh, acts that would perform at Deer Creek. That was the only place open. Right. But so they'd get done with the concert and they'd go to the bar next to Crackers just for a couple beverages. Mm-hmm. You never know who you'd run into. Yeah. The only one name I know for a fact that was there, and there's a reason I remember it, because he's, he's my favorite musician, um, is Dan Fogelberg. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw Dan five times in concert. And- one night he uh, went over after Deer Creek and had drinks. I was like, Are you kidding me? Yeah, I really? would have been a kid in a candy store. Yeah, I just went mm-hmm. in and sat down, a couple of guys mm-hmm. from the band. But there were many that that did this. Well and and the famous Rupert from Oh
2: yeah. Survivor, Survivor. Yeah. was a bartender at Crackers. Yeah. yeah. Good guy. That was the other guy.
1: thing, you know, and and, and and you know, we can't remember all their names, but that was the other thing that was great about the facility with Crackers, the bar next door. They had the best staff. Oh, yeah. They had people that loved the work. They loved mm-hmm. being there, and and of course, you know, Artie and I can can speak to that because our significant others there. Worked yeah, worked there. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife Karen work. worked there. You were, you met your wife there. Yeah. I did not meet my wife. Oh, there. I thought you guys met at Craig. No, we did not. We oh, met. Okay.
0: We met like the third time I ever got on stage. We met I'll over be at Timothy's. Honest. She, I mean, she married me right out of the box.
1: Yeah. And see, really? Karen worked the non alcoholic <laughs> show. There it was another thing that Crackers right. did that was mm-hmm. every Sunday they did a show that there was no alcohol served. So if you had, if you were 18 years old and wanted yeah. to see comedy, you could go see it. I don't know. Did they allow younger than that or was it yeah, 18? 16. 16. Was it 16? Was it 16? 16. How cool is that? Well, I yeah. was told,
0: I was, uh, that the, the old, the other owner that came in after him, after Jim, he said, I don't want you to do this particular bit that's supposed to be for this sweet 16 party. And it was my condom instruction bit. Uh-huh. And I said, no, this is a perfect audience for this. This is a, this is a training moment, you know? Right. That's <laughs> <So> a <laughs> learning moment. <laughs> Absolutely. And doing it with humor. Yeah. And he yeah. said, oh, just whatever you do, don't do it. It'll be really embarrassing for everybody. I go, okay, yeah, right. I did it anyway. And it was right after that that he forbid me to work the club anymore. Yeah. Did y'all know that? I did no, not know that. I did, so. did not know that. And the people that paid for the night. The mm. parents of the 16-year-old who was having the party came up to me and goes, that was brilliant. Nobody has been able to explain this that well. That was absolutely perfect. <laughs> yeah. And the club owner says, no, you can't come
1: back. Well, the good, the good thing about Jim was he, he wasn't that type of a no, person wasn't. at all. Now, he was very particular when you learned the MC gig because you could not cuss. Yeah. It, it was you, like that, You would didn't. lose work. Yeah. Because he wanted you to learn clean before mm-hmm. anything else which yeah. was brilliant because so, you should yeah. i have no problem with blue comedy blue comedy that's clever funny mm-hmm. but the, the f word for the sake of the f word isn't humor but wow. a clean comic and there's many many of them out there working right now you know especially anybody that went through crackers and realizes that you love that aspect of yeah. it yeah and the audiences got used to that that's the other thing where when comedy took a turn down in the, in the mid to late 90s when it just kind of went bust sadly and you know trying to make a comeback now with it tougher than ever with the woke cancel culture Mm. people out there but a lot of people see what they see on cable tv and think that's what comedy is and it couldn't be further from the truth
2: yeah you know
1: comedy is such a kaleidoscope of different ideas and voices and boy did crackers cover those bases in the 80s it was just an absolute amazing place to be so for me crackers was of course the 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 main room but prior to that now i just want to kind of have us all briefly just Give the starting point, and uh, I I know we'll probably have some similar roots here, but for me it was Comedy Corner Mm -hmm. with Mary Lou Sullivan, who was the den mother of comedy who did rooms a couple different places, a variety of different Mm -hmm. places, but the main Comedy Corner that gained notoriety and a following was at Timothy's at 75th and Shailen.
0: The reason it it took off is because Timothy had the stage, and he had the room, and he was doing nothing with it, especially on a Monday night. If you can fill up a room that you're not doing anything with on a Monday night, yeah, you're gonna let it stay for a while. And it yeah. did. It stayed
1: there for many, many years. I think six. Yep. It was yeah. an at it was an incredible years. place. Yep. Already started there. Uh Dave Dugan, uh, Dave the King Wilson. Uh, probably the most famous person that ever ever went through Comedy Corner was a comic out of Cincinnati right. who utilized Comedy Corner Comedy Corner as another venue because there weren't that many. But he would drive up from Cincinnati and do his material, and that was Ray Combs. Yes who became the host of Family Feud when Richard Dawson retired. And Ray Combs, a very tragic story, but he had those few years there where he was just on top of the world. And I was watching, flying home the other day from Las Vegas, the uh, Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling, mm, which is mm, absolutely yeah. one of the greatest yeah. comedy documentaries ever done. And there's a picture of Jay Leno, Gary Shandling, and Ray Combs. And I'm, I'm, it gave me a little bit of pride because I'm thinking, there's a comedy corner guy. Sandwiched mm-hmm. between Gary Shandling and Jay Leno, you yeah, know? and that's the kind of picture you wish Mary Lou could have seen, you know, mm-hmm. she's been gone Absolutely. for a few years, but yeah. man, that would have been so awesome. And yeah,
2: and, and, yeah definitely another visionary, Mary Lou Sullivan bringing stand up to, and yeah, and the way she did it, like talking about with, with Timothy's that I, I came to comedy after Timothy's, I did comedy corner, but it was after that, that, yeah, here's the way it, it cost Timothy basically nothing. Yeah. Because yeah. it was open mic night, so no, none of the comics got paid. You could go try out new material. You could see, you know, here's your first time on stage, something I always wanted to try, etc. Great opportunity to do that. And not only is, you know, Timothy's going to draw in people coming to see the show, but the comics are there, and they're going to be, you know, buying food, drinks,
0: Absolutely. that kind of stuff. When, yeah. when a, so, yeah. a lot of us started getting on the road, but coming back off the road and doing, yeah. going back to Timothy's, that was a big thing to Timothy. Yeah, he loved that. Yeah, keep coming back. You know, you, hey, you guys got to come in and see these guys. Yeah, because well, yeah, I mean, he could he was, say,
1: "Here's here's Artie Widgery. You yeah. remember Artie started here, and he's mm-hmm. just played zanies in Memphis yeah. or yeah. you know some club in Chicago, and boom, yeah. where There's are you again? A lot here it. you are, back to Timothy's. Yeah, uh, that, but that
0: was the home. That was the home base. Yeah. And then comes along Crackers, that becomes the home base.
1: Yep, mm-hmm. yep. You had Crackers, and then you have Chicken Patty Perrin with the Indianapolis comedy connection. Yeah, have to give them some some due because yep. they also were part of the 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 mm-hmm. original, you know, few years there of comedy booming in Indianapolis. They so. kept
0: high- hanging out at Timothy's, looking for people that they wanted to hire for those first several years of of mm-hmm. being in the biz- of being in comedy, and that's where they that's where they were getting all their talent is from Comedy Corner. Yeah, Pete, I'm, I'm guessing, guessing
3: uh, Comedy Corner have been better
1: Comedy but, Corner for you too, right? Or oh no? yeah, yeah. Was I
3: mean, almost simultaneously, Comedy Corner and and, and Crackers. Because Crackers was very welcoming. I mean, you know, you'd mm-hmm. go in there and, and at the beginning, and you know, they'd give you. You, know, you had an open mic night. I think open mic night was Tuesdays Tuesday. Yep. Tuesday, yeah. On yep. at, at Crackers comedy
1: corner on Monday.
3: Yeah. So you you know you could you work on material you know, two nights in a row. Um, you know, Crackers you got first time on you got three to five minutes, mm-hmm. uh, which seemed like a long time until nobody was laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Tennis yeah. And eternity. Let me yeah, yeah introduce you to the word eternity. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, well, and.
2: The other thing about those early days, and, and I know there's a, there's a comedy scene still in Indianapolis. There's some open mic nights around. Lots Island. of them, actually. Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't know how it is now, but back then, the thing that was so wonderful is everybody was so supportive of one another. Yeah. That there was, you Big know, time. anything you could to help another guy out. Cause, Cause that's the thing I learned. I, I started with, um, I met Dave Wilson through a, a mutual friend, and I was working at the time at a recording studio. Mm-hmm. And Dave was doing his King character on the Bob and Tom show. And so we ended up, you know, we were planning to do a, a, you know, a recording project It turned out to be, you know, the King dead from Vegas and live from Crackers. And so I got to know him and and started hanging out at the open mic nights, the comedy corner and crackers and you guys and and the other comedians at the time are, but, you know, very encouraging. Cause I hadn't really thought about doing it myself, but I enjoyed it. Uh, And I knew, you know, like I could be funny, with people you know just sitting around a table or something you know cracking jokes with coworkers or whatever that is but the idea of taking that up on a stage and people who didn't know me etc but everybody was so encouraging that it's like okay i'll give yeah. this a try it was
1: great camaraderie and and, and the double edge about it the good thing that was really cool because when, when i started open mic there i was like 21 22 mm-hmm. years old was you go do your time on stage at crackers hang out with everybody. And then you would all partake in a ginormous amount of cheese fries at yeah. Dalt's restaurant. Uh, and sometimes you would have to share them. Doorbell. And it's Avon. Sometimes I mean, you would I have to share them. Okay. Is, it the, is it the yard guy? I think it's a yard guy. Maybe. Wow. Mm. You guys are ho- hoity-toity. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I just, go, just, I I just go buy a bag of Turf Builder for 50 bucks and hope <laughs> and pray lasts the season. So this yeah. is pretty impressive, but- You've, uh, you've been listening to Boomers with Beverages, Jim Burrows, along with Artie Widgery, Pete Molina, and Dan Davis. We really appreciate you making us part of your, yep. your podcast listenership. we got a lot of great stuff coming up on future podcasts. Please do though take the time to jot down our email address, Dan Davis. That is BWB at BoomerswithBeverages.com. Lots of great conversation to gum, and our thanks again to Dan and Susie for making uh, their home available as we launch these first few podcasts. We had a lot of fun coming up. Mm-hmm. Big props to Art Baker for coming here. We're on
2: Twitter and Twitter. Instagram as well. Uh, now that
1: Twitter is safe again. Yes, you Twitter is Twitter.
2: boomers w at boomers w So if you want to do if you want to try that one, you can try yeah at Boomers W. Bebs it's shorter
1: yeah we'll clarify all that stuff yeah. for in a future episode if you tried to write that down while you were driving I'm very sorry you just hit that person <laughs> but uh, thanks very much for dialing up the podcast we really appreciate you guys on behalf of Artie Widgery. hi uh, bye. bye sorry Pete Molina Chief Amo and Dan David what Pete said and props to our baker I'm Jim Burrows and we will talk to you soon bye bye